Hi, this is Douglas Berry, retired Air Force and children's book author. Check out my new book, A Day at the Beach with Jasper and Friends, available anywhere books are sold online. And you're listening to the Just Get Hired podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Just Get Hired podcast. What do building bombs and a tiny rabbit named Jasper have to do with each other? My guest, Douglas Berry. Welcome to episode 35, where I would like to introduce you to a retired Air Force veteran who spent 20 years in the service loading bombs to a new career as a children's book author. If you're new to the show or if you've been around for a while, hey everyone, my name is Jessica Fiesta George and I'm your host of Just Get Hired. As a talent acquisition leader for over 15 years, I've been on a mission to help job seekers and business professionals just like you level up your opportunities. This podcast focuses on personal branding and the latest in HR and hiring trends and I introduce you to awesome guests that are disrupting the talent space to share their insights with you. Well, ahead of Veterans Day, I've had a few guests that have shared their stories and have given advice to both transitioning veterans and to business professionals. And today I want to share a story of how retired Air Force veteran Douglas Berry found a new career after transitioning out of the service and now on a journey to promote his series of children's books. Well, if you like my content, follow me on LinkedIn by searching my full name, Jessica Fiesta George. Also, find me on Instagram, Just Get Hired, and check out my newly updated website, JustGetHired.com. Well, let's bring in Doug to share the transition from service and how he became an up-and-coming children's book author. I hope his story inspires you. All right, everyone, I am excited to welcome in Doug Berry. Doug is retired Air Force, and he is also an author of a children's book that we're going to get into, and I'm really excited to have you on the Just Get Hired podcast. Awesome. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you. So you actually had a pretty long career, I would say, in the Air Force. Is that right? Yeah, 20 years. Did the full pool, as I like to call it. (laughs) Well, 20 years, uh, I guess, what was your most interesting place that you were stationed? Most interesting was Kuwait, uh, was the uh, third rotation in after we kicked Saddam out there. And there was just a, a lot of stuff going on, places you couldn't go, uh, that sort of thing, because we didn't know if there were any mines buried anywhere and that sort of thing. So that was kind of wild. It's kind of a dangerous place. What about in the United States? Even the United States. Uh, my favorite base was uh, Davis Moth, and it was also my first base. I was assigned to a, a A-10 training squadron there, and uh, that's where I really cut my teeth on the A-10, and that thing's just a flying beast. I love that plane. That thing's awesome. Goodness. Well, um, we've titled this episode Loading Bombs to Writing Books, and it's a really cool story about you transitioning out of the military and writing children's books, but in between that time from when I was talking to you, you spent time working in a NASCAR garage. What did you do? And <laughs> tell me more about that experience. Yeah, that was a, that was a lot of fun as well. Um, something I've been wanting to do for a long time. And I finally got the opportunity after sending out about 300 emails, I think. It's crazy. But I finally got the opportunity with Rich Woodland Racing. Uh, they raced ARCA and some NASCAR stuff, some Craftsman truck stuff. And uh, I was uh, just a mechanic uh, in the garage, uh, 
I was a volunteer. I didn't go up to the shop every day or anything like that, but I did go to the track with the guys and I did some over the wall stuff. That was really interesting. Uh, that's, uh, jumping out there in front of race cars. That was, uh, I, my brother said I was an adrenaline junkie. I didn't think I was, and then he pointed <laughs> that out to me. And I'm like, well, maybe, I don't know. But <laughs> well, uh, that was like Yeah, it sounds like your persistence paid off then. 300 emails is a long, or 300 um, you yeah. know, emails is a lot, but at least it, it got someone's attention. It, it seemed like 300. It probably wasn't that much, but it sure seemed like when I was sending them out. And, uh, and that's the key uh, uh, to just the things I've done in my life. It's just persistence and never giving up. Uh, not accepting failure, but just pushing through to the success. And that, that's really where all the fun is. Well, is that something maybe the military taught you as well? I believe so. Yeah. Cause uh, in the military, they teach you the worst thing you can do is not make a decision. So you just make a decision and you make it work. And uh, I just carried that through into my civilian life as well. Sounds good. Well, sounds like you're not a stranger to hard work. And when you were in the military, you were a weapons system specialist. So tell me about what that job entailed. Yeah, that, that, that has like two sides of it. It's got the loading side and it's got the maintenance side of the aircraft. Uh, I was able to work in my, during my career on both sides, uh, the loading side, you get to jump in the airplane and hook it all up, apply auxiliary power and do all kinds of neat functional checks, you know, pushing all the buttons in the cockpits for the weapon system to make sure it's all going to come off when the pilot uh, hits the pickle button. Mm -hmm. And uh, on the maintenance side, it has to deal with pulling that large uh, 30 millimeter gallon gun out of the A-10 and tearing it all down to just nuts and bolts and inspecting it, putting it all back together and reinstalling it in the aircraft. And uh, that, that's pretty cool to learn as well. Well, you definitely have to be an adrenaline junkie to be around all those kind of weapons and jobs. <laughs> I know I couldn't do that. People look at me crazy when I said, well, you can pay me enough money to do that. They're like, you loaded bombs for a living. What do you mean you couldn't pay me enough to do that other job? <laughs> well, your entire military career, um, was that what your focus was, um, was on the weapon systems? Or did you do some other uh, different jobs within the military too? I did some uh, what we call back shop, which is where the uh, like the pylons are taken off the aircraft. The pylons is the part of the plane that the, the bomb is uh, secured to. And they would go in the back shop and we'd have to pull those all apart and check the electrical stuff out on those and put them back together. I uh, also did a little stint as a door manager. That was really boring, just a desk job. But, uh, you know, I wouldn't change anything. I'd do it all again. Well, you know, 20 years in the military, did you think you were going to be in that long? What At what point did you decide that, you know, it's time to leave? Yeah, no, I, when I when I enlisted, uh, I knew I was going to be in for the whole time. I wasn't going to get into that and not do 20 years. I wanted the pension. Uh, I knew it would be a good stable footing for the raise a family on and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so I knew I was going to do all 20. And uh, when I hit the 20-year mark, uh, I just felt like it was time to try something different. It was, uh, you know, I, I did my time, I'd get my pension and I had that NASCAR thing going kind of at the same time. And so I went ahead and got out and retired and I got to admit that was a scary time though. I mean, I, there was a lot of sleepless nights, you know, Doug, what are you doing? You know, kind of thing. Well, you know, a lot of the people who listen to the show are transitioning service, um, 
members and they're looking to start something new. So what kind of advice would you give to someone who is in that phase of transitioning out of the service and looking to get into civilian life? Yeah, that's a, the thing that I did when I was getting ready to get out and everybody thought I was crazy. I started looking for work about six months before I, uh, before I retired. And folks were asking me, like, why are you looking for work so early for? It's not like you can go to work. I said, I don't think it's going to be easy finding a job as a guy that loaded bombs his whole life. So I need to start this early and get people interested in me, you know, as a civilian. Right. And so that would be my advice. It's like, don't wait to the last minute and uh, just get your name out there and start start searching early. Um, the, the transition assistance that I got led us to believe that uh, corporate America was just waiting for people with our uh, knowledge base mm-hmm. to get out there. And I didn't see it. So start early and be persistent. Well, it's interesting you say that because I um, just did a podcast episode with someone who said the same exact thing that, you know, that they give you a lot of training, but it's the training that you receive doesn't really quite prepare you fully for how um, corporate America views sure the military and their experience. Um, and a lot of people that I even deal with don't know how to read a military resume because they don't know how those skill sets translate to what someone in the same similar job, but a different title and what they're doing. So um, there's still a lot of uh, big, you know, gaps there as far as getting the leadership in some of these big organizations to really understand um, how those skill sets will transfer into their organization. Yeah, and that really works both ways, even for us guys that are getting out, because we don't know how to present it to them. Mm-hmm, true. In, in the civilian language. So that is really a gap. And I do know there's folks out there that help transitioning military with the resumes to try to make it sound uh, or, or integrate more into the civilian sector. Well, you know, I, as a military brat, I've had to move around with, uh, you know, my family. So tell me more about your family. I know that 20 years is a long time. You've been deployed. You've been here and there. Tell me a little bit more about your family. Yeah. Um, married, uh, wife, Sherry, been married about 36, 37 years now. Uh, got a daughter and a son, Melissa and TJ. Uh, Melissa is a teacher at Fairfield Elementary School and has her master's degree. Uh, TJ uh, is a National Guardsman. He just uh, got through boot camp and stuff last December for all that and works in a factory where they smelt metal. I think that's the right terminology, where they melt <laughs> the metal down. That's awesome. But, uh, well, are they the motivation behind your writing children's book? or I mean, where... Where did this motivation to start writing children's books come from? And did you ever think that you would end up being an author? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they kind of were because growing up, we loved reading to them. Mm -hmm. And I often said to my wife, it's like, man, I think I could probably write a a children's book, but I I didn't know what topic to write on. Uh, So it took a while. TJ was about, um, I don't know, 10 years old when he caught the rabbit in the backyard and brought it in the house. And he actually named the rabbit Jasper. And uh, we let it go the next day. And I looked at my wife. I said, there's the story. It hasn't all been done. This is perfect. Jasper comes in, spends the night. When he goes out and tells his little woodland friends, will they even believe him? And uh, and I wrote, sat down, wrote the first book probably in about 20 or 30 minutes. Uh, oh, wow. the, the, yeah, the process to get it published was the long part because I got shot down about three times. And, you know, time passes on. You get discouraged. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, finally, uh, I don't know, probably about 10 years later or so, I hooked up with Fulton Publishing and they said, yeah, we'll do it. So that's that. that's when it all started. That's awesome. I'm glad that you were able to keep it up and keep motivated. 10 years is a long time and most people would just kind of quit at that point. So um, I'm excited to see that. So Jas, what is the name of your first book? It's uh, The Night I Spent in a People House. And it's about Jasper and who is the rabbit, right? Uh, yep. He, uh, so he, we, I, in the book, I have him stumbling into the house because I figured I couldn't have a book for kids to read about a kid going in the backyard and catching a rabbit or kids everywhere be running in the backyard catching rabbits. So Jasper sneaks his way in through a doggy door. And that's when uh, he, you know, he's real scared at first. And they meet some kids and the kids feed him some lettuce and they start playing games with him and name him Jasper and all that sort of thing. And Then he goes back out and tries to convince his woodland friends that he's really not lying, that he really did spend the night there. I love it. Um, so where can people find this book? It is literally everywhere online, uh, Amazon, Walmart, Books A Million, Barnes & Noble, Target, uh, to name a few. Uh, my goal is to actually get it in physical stores. Uh, that was my goal for this year. Uh, we got it in some independent bookstores throughout the country. It's been put in school libraries, county libraries. So uh, we're slowly getting the word out there. Okay. Uh, it's just not quite happening. Nothing ever happens fast enough for you, though, right? You always want it to happen quicker. So, <laughs> but uh, I'm hoping we'll get there. Uh, we'll see. Um, there is a third book uh, already written. I'm just waiting to get some more sales in from the second book, and uh, we'll get started on that one. So the second book is that the one, A Day at the Beach? With That's Jeff A Day Potter? at the Beach. Yeah, I because I didn't intend on writing a second book, and after I sold about five hundred copies of the first book, and everybody started asking me, "Well, what's Jasper and his buddies going to do next?" I'm like, "Well, I gave it no thought at all. I have no idea. Let me think about that." <laughs> and the family loves to go to Myrtle Beach, so we, I'm like, "Well, Jasper will go to the beach, and we'll see how we work that out." So he goes to the beach and those sand castles and. Rides on a giant sea turtle and goes out in the water and meets some friends of the sea turtles and has a good time playing in the ocean and that sort of thing. Well, who would have thought that from being a weapon specialist and loading bombs that you would be writing a children's book about a rabbit? I think that's just an amazing like transition to, I, I, you know. I get, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I think it's just an amazing story and a, a just your journey from point A to point B and it's still continuing is impressive yeah i get a lot of teasing from my uh, fellow bomb loaders they're like what in the world how'd you ever do that what, whatever enticed you to do that but it just sometimes things just kind of happen and that's kind of what happened here it just kind of happened everything kind of i kind of feel like god put me on this path if i can real quick and uh i'm just going to ride it out as far as i can and see where it goes Sounds like a perfect plan. Well, is there anything that you wish that you knew coming out of the military that you now know today? Uh, other than just the transitional thing, I wish I knew more about uh, transitioning when I came out from uh, military to retired military to civilian. Um, I don't know what would have made me do any differently. I just wish I had that that information on the front side and didn't learn it later. Well, I know you and I met on LinkedIn and I'm a big proponent for people to start networking on LinkedIn. I think that's also a good first start. You know, you can network with a lot of 
great people. If you're interested in a new industry, you can always reach out to people that way. And there's a lot of good resources that I, I find and a lot of, you know, really good thought leaders that are posting things online. And that's kind of how me and you got connected. Yeah, LinkedIn is a great thing. I, I would recommend uh, the re retired military guys, guys getting out and transitioning, get your LinkedIn account going and and uh, and don't just sit there and look at it, but really interact with everybody and get, get network, networked in and hooked up with folks. Well, Doug, I'm going to make sure I put all of your links so that people know where to find the book and, and uh, where to find more information about you. But what's next other than, you know, your upcoming book? Are you, do you have any interviews planned? Do you have anything or maybe even a new character in the works? There's a, uh... No, I mean, book three, I can touch on that. The book three, they're going to go to the farm. That's already written. So that, that's uh, just waiting to get it published. But uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a little bit more interactive. There's going to be a corn maze for kids to trace through. And there's going to be a hide and seek page where most of the characters are hiding behind farm equipment and stuff. And they got to find them. So just a little bit more interactive for them. That's and way lot. down the road. Uh -huh. Way down the way down the road, if there's a book for, I've already got the idea down. It's going to be a Christmas book, so we'll see how that is. I, I've got the idea in my head. I just haven't put pen to paper yet on that one. Ooh, that sounds interesting. Well, we'll we'll stay tuned for that one. Hopefully, it won't take you too long to write that one. But I like the Jasper trilogy. Sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's working out pretty good. Uh, a lot of folks really uh, like the characters. And yeah, my publisher hooked me up with a really good illustrator. And I told her when we got into this, it's like this Jasper, he has got to be the cutest rabbit in the history of the world. So don't let me down. <laughs> and uh, he seems to have nailed it. Well, awesome. Well, Doug, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. I'm really rooting for, for you to succeed. I hope the book takes off and um, you've been a great resource for me on LinkedIn, just I, I love following your journey and I wish you much success. Thanks for being on the Just Get Hired podcast. Thank you, ma'am. I hope you all enjoyed Doug's story. With Veterans Day approaching, check out my previous episodes where I have a few more amazing veterans. Episode 32, I sat down with retired Lieutenant Colonel Kathy Gallowitz, where we spoke about veteran hiring. Kathy is also the author of the book, Beyond, Thank You for Your Service, The Veteran Champion Handbook for Civilians. And then check out episode 34, where I feature retired Captain William Toady, who retired from being a commander in the Navy to becoming a CEO and wrote the book From CO to CEO, A Practical Guide for Transitioning from Military to Industry Leadership. Don't forget, find Doug's books, The Night I Spent in a People House and A Day in the Beach with Jasper and Friends. They will make a great gift this holiday for the young ones on your list. Well, if you like this podcast, keep it going. Rate and comment on iTunes, and I hope you find this to be a five-star episode. If you have topics that you'd like to hear, if you have questions or if you'd like to be a guest, email me at justgethired at gmail.com or visit my website, justgethired.com. Remember, I launch an episode on the first and third Tuesday of every month, so come on back for another great guest. Well, my name is Jessica Fiesta George, your host of the Just Get Hired podcast. What do you want to talk about next? I'll catch you on my next episode.